The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday that we're recording Tuesday afternoon. So I, I don't remember what we call it. Tucker Tuesday. I don't know. Tuck Heads Tuesday. I know this. We got Andrew Brandt. He is the man actually doing it this afternoon because he's got that awesome webinar on Tuesday evening. Not sure where we're going to post this yet. doesn't matter. If we post early and you forgot about the webinar, do the webinar because Andrew's the man and we love him. We also love all of you that spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, any platform. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it all counts. It's all good. Sponsor confirmation, email winners as well. You guys know the deal. Thursday morning, I record with Greg Cosell before Thursday night's awesome Ross Tucker football podcast. And you, yes, you, have a chance to be the sponsor confirmation email winner. Maybe all you do, maybe it's as simple as you going to 10,000. And entering code Ross Tucker, 10,000.cc. Why should you do that? They've got the best shorts of all time. I've been wearing their seven inch interval short with the liner. I mean, and their versatile shirt. But I'm just telling you right now no bounce pockets, breathable, lightweight. Literally the most comfortable training shorts I have ever worn, which is good to talk about right before we get to Andrew, because Andrew's big on working out as well. Hopefully, Andrew has them as well. They've got different shorts for running and yoga and lifting, and just check them out. If you guys like working out like I do, 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter code Ross Tucker to receive 15% off your purchase. That is 10,000.cc and enter code Ross Tucker. Love it. Loving the shorts. Loving those of you that are sponsor confirmation email winners. Why not just get a pair of workout shorts now and then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com and win that. Or you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Make any comment on any clip, and pretty good chance I'll see your comment 
and you'll get a free cameo-style shout-out from your boy, your boy being me. My boy, it's Andrew Brandt. It's The Big Show. The Big Show. All right, Andrew, as mentioned, recording this a few hours before the big-time webinar. How are you feeling? <laughs> feeling good. It's what I do. You know, I try to inform and educate the masses uh, on the business of sports. This will be a little different because I'm going to take people really inside my career and sort of the path. And I know everybody wonders about how to get in. If there was an easy answer, everyone would do it. I, there's no easy answer, but I'll give some tips. Talk about some key issues going on in the business of sports. And the sign has been good. I'm well over 200, Ross. Uh, so, you know, if this comes out, maybe we'll get a few more. And uh, I'll do my podcast of uh, the business of sports podcast before I go on tonight, too. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. And a lot of young people, a lot of people from schools. But also, you know, Ross, people from teams, including NFL teams and the league, including the NFL, are taking my webinar. Wow, that yeah. is awesome. Make sure you talk about the Business of Sports podcast yeah. and the Ross Tucker football podcast every week a lot as well. We need those people to get the uh, the free content every week if they can. Speaking of free, uh, there's a lot to get into, but I thought it was interesting. I, I actually want to start with some fan stuff. Yeah, and We don't do this very often, but the Saints announced, you know, they're in a newer building you got to be vaccinated or have proof of a negative test. The Raiders say you have to be fully vaccinated. I think it's very interesting that employers like the NFL aren't mandating it, yet these teams are mandating it for fans. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lawyer, and I'm trying to understand legalities here. Um, we do have some precedent. I'm going to bring in some legalese here, Ross, because Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett let me get this straight. She denied a request from Indiana students in the University of Indiana to block a mandatory vaccination order from University of Indiana. So you have the highest court in the land denying a student group a request to block a mandatory vaccination ban from a university. So now you filter that down into teams and fans and buildings and facilities, and you can understand, okay, this is quote unquote legal. So they're gonna do it. You know, I start back at Villanova this week and we have mandatory vaccination. I had to upload my vaccination information to be able to come on campus and teach. Masks are optional, vaccinations are mandatory, if you don't have vaccination, you have to wear a mask. So this is where we are in this country. And I see the rationale from the buildings. And what's all interesting is what you just started with this, Ross, because a month ago you and I were saying, wow, the teams are making it really hard on the unvaccinated players. Not as hard as other businesses and schools and facilities. So in some ways, the NFL teams are lack, more lax about this than everyone else. What about, Andrew, while we're talking about fans, Yeah. what about the Arizona Cardinals? We didn't get a chance to get into this last week. They're going to have a sports book, Andrew, mm. in the stadium that people can make bets in the stadium. 
Uh, we know that the NFL recently came out. They're going to take some advertising from sports books during games. And I know we always go back to, man, five years ago they were fighting this. I guess my question is, it just feels like they wasted a ton of money fighting this over the years. Like they were they were paying money, Andrew, to not make money. You see all my tweets on when this happens. It's five years ago is right. They were fighting Tony Romo and a bunch of other players going to a fantasy football convention in Vegas. Not even because of fantasy football, but because Vegas is Vegas and because of casino interests. They fought it seven years. I followed it for ESPN, for Sports Illustrated, for the Ross Football <laughs> Tucker podcast, for my podcast. They fought New Jersey because they didn't want it. And they still will tell you they fought it because, and here's the answer, they want it federally. They want a national bill. They don't want it state by state. But here we are. It's 24 states, I believe, after three years that are legal legalized. And now we have the next step. We have the in house sports books everyone goes to europe and says oh man there are there are kiosks for betting in these stadiums i was so crazy like a year ago even now we got it in these and i think the meadowlands has it but it's in the uh the horse racing part of it so yeah here we are and we don't even we do talk about it a little bit but we don't even bat an eye the nfl now has relationships with caesars and sport radar and all the teams are getting into it like we talk about with arizona i guess what i'm what we're both saying is that we're becoming extremely desensitized to something that was unbelievable two years ago like gambling in sports was completely taboo completely taboo and now it's not only accepted but embraced and it's bringing franchise values up and it's adding profits, adding money to the bottom line. Arizona Cardinals are going to make a lot of money off of this. You know they are. Yeah, there's no question. Um, I, it, honestly, I the two thoughts I had were, number one, I didn't even know they were allowed to do that. And if they are, why aren't other teams doing it? And then number two, man, I mean, fans already boo if they're at a game and their team's not performing well. I guess I wonder – how much that gets compounded or if it makes any difference at all if people are betting on them in the stadium. Yeah, I mean, you ask a really good question, why aren't everyone doing it? And that's where I think state laws come in. I mentioned 23 states have gambling. I don't know how many of those are NFL states. The other issue that gets a little technical is the geo-fencing. Sometimes you can have it at a casino for sports betting, but not outside the casino. Sometimes it'll be mobile only, but not in a physical brick and mortar location. So this is, you know, this is for these betting uh, experts that know all the ins and outs of different states. But what I'm seeing is the thing you're seeing in Arizona is going to be a harbinger of things to come. And it just, I mean, when going back to when we redeveloped Lambeau Field, the whole idea was get people in the building more than 10 days a year. Think about sports books. That does that. That does that. So if you can get a sports book in your facility, you're getting people in there 300 days a year or whatever it is, not just 10 days a year. Uh, um, some other sort of one-off 
things that have gone on that I want your opinion on. The Lions fired their head athletic trainer. Mm. I mean, Andrew, it's the middle of training camp. They fired their head athletic trainer. Now, his name's Dave Granito. He actually was in New England when I was there. He was a young guy. Oh. But he was with the previous regime. You know, he was brought in, I think, by Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. So I guess I'm curious. I mean, obviously there was some conflict there. I guess I'm curious to hear your thoughts, if you have any experience with anything like this, or what possibly could have happened. My thought is there's a backstory there. <laughs> we don't know it. Because you and I cannot easily understand them moving on from the strength coach when Brad Holmes and uh, and Campbell and Campbell came in. Uh, that's an easy transition. That happens all the time. Old coaches go. It happens. We see it all the time. Very fewer holdovers. But you bring up the key point: timing. What happened in in August of all times? And uh, yeah. And you know, as well as anyone, the key coach during the offseason is strength and conditioning because those are the guys that are hands on the players. So something happened. There's a backstory there that we don't know. Yeah, and this is the head athletic trainer. I mean, this is oh, the, the guy trainer. that's yeah. in charge yeah. of, the, of the medical decisions during camp. I mean, it, something happened there where a guy was rushed back or they wouldn't rush a guy. I don't know what it was, but something happened there. The other thing I think is interesting is today, uh, by 4 p.m., teams have to cut five guys. Mm. So they have 90-man rosters. They got to get to 85 this week. I think it's 80 next week, and then 75, and then whatever, right? They have a bunch of staggered cuts this year. Yeah. And as we're sitting here, and I'll talk about it later in the show, but the Jaguars cut Tim Tebow, which obviously is big news. Can you, do you understand what the logic might be on having a cut to 85? I mean, when I first found out about this, I was like, man, maybe they just really want five guys to be demoralized <laughs> and really feel bad about themselves. I don't know. I mean, it seems like in past years, it just always comes down to the end. And then you chop like dozens of guys at one time. Maybe they're trying to stagger it and have some value in staggering it. Um, a lot of teams as you know, we'll cut a few guys week to week going in the preseason. And maybe this is just kind of a nod to that where the league says, well, our competition committee says, well, you guys are doing it anyway. So we'll cut five guys. I, I don't know. You know, what's interesting. Is it saving money? Is it a COVID thing where like, Hey, if they're not going to be there, get, yeah. get them out of there. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like you guys know your last five guys. That's easy. So just, just, don't keep them around. And you're right, COVID, maybe it's all different. Um, and what's interesting is I just saw, you didn't bring it up, but maybe you were going to, I just saw a couple of what I call sort of uh, ham sandwich trades where the Giants trade Isaac Yadam to the Packers. Uh, Greg Little was traded for a seventh round pick. You know, these are, these when, when there's cut down day, you see trades. And these are trades of players that I would think are going to get cut. Uh, and they get a seventh-round pick, probably conditional for them. We also have our first team that's 100% vaccinated, mm. the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I guess I feel like that speaks well of their new head coach, Arthur Smith, and their leadership. 
and could end up giving them a competitive advantage this season, knowing that they got everybody on board. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I thought and still think that after the cuts, that whatever percentage we're at, 90% is going to go down because you assume all bottom of the roster guys are vaccinated because they don't want to give the team any reason to cut them. Um, so if we're at 90% league wide, maybe that goes to 85 or 83 because we still have the unvaccinated guys on the rosters because they were safe to begin with. We'll see, but kudos to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, they, they have, as I tweeted, perfect attendance. We'll see how many join them. Yeah. Because the thing is, Andrew, you know, you can only be a high risk contact, I guess, if you are unvaccinated. I mean, this could really get ugly if guys are missing regular season games, not because they test positive, but because they're unvaccinated and they're a close contact. It's not like, yeah, you, know, you got a you got a dislocated elbow or you got a sprint. It's like you're not playing because you just wouldn't get a shot. <laughs> I mean, we see the names, you know, the Kirk Cousins of the of the world. I mean, they bought in. They bought into the unvaccinated. I don't know, Ross. I don't want to get into politics or because I think it is politics and that's unfortunate. You know, I don't think it's health. I really don't. That's what drives me crazy. You know, I'm a health nut. Um, I don't think they're doing this for. I don't think they really believe that, hey, it's it's so new. I don't want to do a vaccine they all have vaccines in their body from other things. I think it's political. And I just, that upsets me. Uh, yes, I, I can, I can appreciate that. I can also appreciate this man's got a webinar to do. He's got a business of sports podcast to record. Check him out at Andrew Brandt on social media. Terrific work as always, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks Ross. Speaking of terrific, you know, what would really be terrific? If you got to go against me and Joe Dolan every week this season in our season-long fantasy football league, you've heard about me talking about fan tracks the past couple weeks. You know I like customization. No defense. No kickers. Nobody likes having defense and kickers in your fantasy league. Well, now, just for signing up at fantracks.com slash Ross, you're eligible to win a Devontae Adams signed jersey, which means all Packers fans and fantasy fans should be in it. Even better, if you bring your friends and your other leagues from the your old platform, your entire squad is eligible to win a weekend getaway to watch your favorite team play. Look, I'm sure that you guys don't all have the same favorite team, but when you're getting six grand in spending money for the week, I'm sure you'll get over it. Guys, it's totally free, totally customizable, and only at Fantrax.com slash Ross. It's important you know how to spell it. F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Ross. Maybe you go three for three. Devontae Adams, the game of your choice, and you get in our season-long fantasy football league. Ducks takes. 
Hi, Ross. Lots to get to since we had that interview with uh, Dr. Kerry Hastings on Sunday night. Let's start with one of your former teammates, Jason Peters, getting signed by the Chicago Bears. And before we do, though, one question. How many of your former teammates are active, are active players still? Brady and Jason Peters. Is Goskowski on a team as a kicker? I don't know. Might be it, but dude, it's like thirty-nine and forty-two-year-olds. There might be, there must be. Um, if I really went through it, Bry, there'd be some guys that were like rookies in two thousand seven, my last year. There might be a couple more guys like that, but not many. And I think the Bears were pretty desperate here with the Jenkins injury, and they might have a young quarterback in Justin Fields. I think they wanted to make sure that they had. A guy out there. I mean, want, make sure they had a guy that was at least somewhat decent out there and ready to go. And I guess I can appreciate that. But he's 39 years old, man. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me that he's still playing. I never, ever thought he would last this long. Tuck takes. All right, you and Andrew touched on it. First cuts started today, and uh, the most notable one, Jaguars cutting Tim Tebow and the Giants cutting running back Alfred Morris. Kind of bummed out for Alfred Morris, Bry, that he never really got significant money. You know, he got off to such a great start for Washington, but he didn't get that big second contract. Got a bunch of, like, one-year deals for the minimum. It's probably done now. That's just a tough position, man. And as for Tebow, I tweeted this today at Ross Tucker NFL. I don't take glee in the failures of others. I think if you do, it says something about you. Now, that's not the same as me not thinking it's funny when Cassius Marsh said he was going to try to abuse him, or not the same as me not thinking Tim Tebow would make the team. Not the same as me thinking that there are probably other guys more deserving. I still respect Tebow for going out there and giving it a shot at 34 years old, man, learning a new position and a position where you're putting yourself in harm's way. I mean, I, uh, I give him a lot of credit. He's, he's got a ton of money, you know, the broadcasting stuff, the speaking engagements. He didn't need to do this. Although I suppose saw somebody tweet this. You could argue that you know, every time he does this, whether it's the Mets or you know football, every time he gives another shot, it sort of reinforces the messaging in his speaking engagements about never stop, never quit. And I, I can respect that, but you still got to go out there and do it. Like this isn't baseball; you still got to go out there and subject yourself to injury and harm's way and getting the crappy out of you. So, I say kudos to him. Tuck takes. Some other transactions include the Niners signing linebacker Michael Kendricks, Giants trading a 2023 sixth-round pick to Houston for Keon Crossan, and the Lions fired their head trainer, as you mentioned earlier. Right, something bad happened there, man. I mean, something happened where he was not on the same – a player got mad at him or something, and he was not on the same page with the organization. There's just no other explanation Keon Crossan, I guess the Giants felt like they needed a DB. Second time, Nick Casario has traded Keon Crossan, which is funny. As for Michael Kendricks, remember, he had like the insider trading deal. 
and had to go to jail for a day and has a whole lot of customer uh, customer service. What's it called? Oh, my gosh. Brian Fried. What's it called when you community service, not customer service? When you he's got a whole bunch of community service. You know what you you know what community you can serve? Your businesses. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 750 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 40 mil peeps. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we have time for the first time in a while, Bri, to get to an email. This is exciting. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. One of the, my favorite things we do, if you take advantage of any sponsor ever, or even just rate and review the show, and you have any question for me, forward me the email, ross at rosstucker.com, and I guarantee to read and respond to the question on the show. I love it. I wish we could do it more. But I also try to keep the podcast to no more than 30 minutes. They always end up going 31, 32, 33. But I just don't ever want any of you guys to not listen because like, oh, it's 48 minutes or whatever. And so that's why I try to do that. Um, What do you got, Bri? Uh, Hey, Ross. I've been listening to you for several years. My son makes fun of knowing that when I leave for work because he says you are so loud and he can always hear the, oh, yeah, it is every morning as I back out of the driveway and, well, three times in the offseason as well. Uh, Anyway, uh, my question regarding media access to teams, I I noticed last year Several teams, Green Bay comes to mind, really use COVID as an excuse to cut off media access, and some teams act like it should continue, and I think it's a bad idea. Now, as a former player, do you think that media access where people, fans, feel more connected to the team organization uh, and players helps at all for that small edge that helps get a team a little bit farther, uh, a little more motivated maybe for their community? Um and she goes on and on and on, but that's the gist of the email. That is from Jill Tomiason. Um, no. Her pronunciation's right there. Tomasian. Tomasian. Yes, sorry. Sorry, Jill. Tomasian. She also wanted to shout out to the late, great Chris Wessling. Um, well said, Jill. Uh, she also said, I love what you guys and Mina do and appreciate it very much. Thank you, Jill. That means a lot. So what I think is interesting, Jill, is different teams have different philosophies. You know, the Patriots, nobody ever says anything. Whereas like in Seattle, Pete Carroll was very open, uh, letting guys say what they want, you know, and be able to speak their mind. And he felt like that independence and treating them like adults helped them. I will say this. 
I think there's always a balance between football operations, which is only concerned with the product on the field and winning, and marketing and communications where they want more engagement with the fans. They want more media because the more media and the more engagement, the more people get to know the players, the better chance that people buy tickets or buy merchandise. So there's constantly a battle between different sides of the building. The business people want more and more access and content and exposure. The football operations people, they are always paranoid about information getting out that hurts their and gives them a competitive disadvantage. I think it's a balance. I think teams are probably a little bit paranoid in general, but they do mine everything that's said or written to look for any little pearl of wisdom they can find. Good question, Jill. Let's keep getting to more questions if we can over the course of the next couple of weeks, especially before the season starts. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, and HumanHeadNYC.com. Big day for us today, by the way. We did college draft with Emory Hunt this morning. We did even money with Steve Fezzik and Simon Hunter, another professional better today. And, of course, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Wednesday, Fantasy Feast, Wednesday afternoon. So go ahead and get your Fantrax.com slash Ross or your best ball entries in if you want to get in on our leagues. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 